Hey, well, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we discuss all the current market trends and the important topics that you need to know before you buy, sell, or refinance your home. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, with Waterstone Mortgage. I'm MLS license, and my license number is 173264. And this morning, we have a packed house up in here. We have Mr. Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you, Mr. Thayer? I am fine, man. I'm ready to go, man. Get you rocking your Preds jersey out. Dude, we got, spirit? we got a root for the Preds year-round, man. 24-7s, Preds, Preds, Preds. <laughs> so you're a bandwagoner. Dude, I've been here since day one. I was here before they even thought about the Preds. Okay. <laughs> I was almost born here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. And then we have Mr. David Owen from Orca Building Group. How are you, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? I am outstanding. And last but not least, Miss Aaron Kruger from the Aaron Kruger team. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am outstanding and cannot get ready, cannot wait to get into this show. And if speaking of the show, if you missed any part of last week's show, because we talked about a lot of great things, if you missed it, we talked about how, how what should you buy, should you build, build an existing home, you know, what should you do if you're sitting there debating trying to figure out, can I wait to build or do I need to go buy an existing home? We talked about that. We also talked about when's the right time to buy and sell your home and just the pros and cons of everything. So if you missed that show, go check it out or any of the previous shows at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at moneymanmikeradio. As far as this week's show, we're going to get into um, – home ownership and also some renting conversations but first we're going to talk about home ownership and renovating to sell or are you renovating to stay in your home and uh, the existing home sales report was recently released by the National Association of Realtors, or NAR as we typically refer to them, and they said that we're at a current 4.4 month supply, which is a little bit of a tag tip up from what we're used to seeing, which is a good thing because the more houses that are in the market, the easier it is for you as a buyer to go find a house. Otherwise, you're getting into these crazy bidding wars and everything else. So you, you really want to see about a six month supply for a normal stable market. So at 4.4, we're still below that. But the bigger part of this uh, uh, topic was, or this article was, that homeowners, it, they broke them down by their age groups. And those homeowners that chose to stay in their home, remodel their home versus to sell it or to stay in it. And you know they found that they spent quite a bit of money. And an average was about $6,600 in home improvements over the last 12 months. Now, David, as you being a builder, sixty-six hundred bucks. What can that do for somebody? Are we talking like, you know, maybe some new countertops? You're talking some new kitchen stuff. We're talking hardwood floors. What kind of stuff are they probably doing? Yeah, any of the above. Uh, That's got to be a lot of home improvements. Yeah, DIY stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or or having somebody come in and do it for you. I mean, that price right there would pretty much cover any of the above. Um, or if you do it yourself, it can probably cover most oh, of that. Yeah, right. Once. Yeah. And then, Aaron, what about you? As far as you're talking to a lot of the consumers, I mean, are you are you having those conversations where people are saying, "Hey, I don't want to get out on this crazy race of I'm going to be homeless and I, I, I can I find a house in time and do I even want to go through the process? How are you? I hear that a lot. You and do? It's, it comes down to kitchen and baths. Kitchen and baths. Yeah, and a, and a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, <laughs> that can do a lot. Does a lot. And a lot of my sellers. Um, you know, past clients who are considering selling, they'll have me in. We'll talk about what to spend money on, what not to spend money on, because I think that's as 
big of a question um, that they need to find out about. So that's really important. And then they're also focused on outdoor space. That's a really big hot button outdoor right now. Outdoor space for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all about the outdoor space. You know, the the thing that's jumped out to me here was among the retirees, 91% of them would prefer to renovate their homes versus spending that money on a down payment. That, I, I always say I contributed to that figure. I'm not retired. I wish I was. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're I know. Close well, shop? I'm a long ways from that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I wanted to move last year, and my wife didn't. So we went back and forth, back and forth, and and we were part of the problem. We ended up renovating and stay and put and not putting our house on the market, which contributed to the lack of inventory and stay and put, you know, which is just the cycle that we continue to see in this business of stay or go or stay or go. And we put our money in what? Bathrooms mm-hmm. and kitchens. Absolutely. Okay. Exactly what our experts are saying over here is that, and uh, we probably spent more than we needed to, and uh, but we made it like we liked it. And so yeah. now we're kind of there. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. You're comfortable in the home that you're at. You just want to kind of tweak some things, update some things, and- how you know what's better than staying where you are? You Absolutely. just have to get used to some drywall dust, yeah, and maybe some contractors and mm-hmm. giving them a cup of coffee in the morning and have them be a part of the family. David, <laughs> we like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we like coffee. <laughs> but then you can really get exactly what you want. Maybe right. you have a great backyard. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if we, you're buying new construction, these are smaller lots. So you may be able to get exactly what you want if you just kind of update the kitchen that you already have. Well, I say that when we went out kind of looking at houses because I was I was curious. I wanted to see. I really found out what home what buyers are are up against. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was kind of crazy. High pressure. Just mm-hmm. the pressure of it um, with the inventory that was there and just how fast it would go. And so I was kind of – it gave me a new perspective on the people that I see on a day-in and day-out mm-hmm. basis that I'm closing that, man, this is this is way more challenging yeah. than, uh, than it appeared to be. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've kind of gone through the same, you know, learning curve with that because, I mean, we deal with this, like you said, every single day. And, you know, it's one of those things of – it's our own house, and we always teach and try to preach to everybody, remove the emotion. Look at it from a black and white point of view. You get off in that gray area or you can't see the forest because of the trees in front of you, you're, you're missing out on the bigger picture. And, you know, I was going through the whole process of renovating, add square footage. Then we got into the conversation of, okay, screw this. We're going to bulldoze the house and build new because we had blinders on about not wanting to move from where we were at. We just loved the location, and we weren't seeing the entire picture. And Chris can attest to this. I mean, I've talked to him two dozen times about tons of different things, topics. Yeah, you better stuff. never move from that house. <laughs> <laughs> After all that conversation we had, you're there, buddy. We're not moving, but we're going to keep it. I mean, we are moving, but we're going to keep it, I should say. But um, that's a totally different subject. But um, Jimmy just gave us the shout-out that we got to get out of here for a second for a commercial. But when we come back from this commercial, I'm going to talk to you about my experience of going through this whole process right now, of looking for land, looking for a place, and being in the business, even I get frustrated with it. So I'm going to talk to you about that and how you guys can overcome that and keep things in perspective when you're doing this yourself. So listen to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 at 1510 WLAC. 
where we talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, and we've been talking with Chris Corbeau from um, Midtown Title. I'm all excited to jump back into this one piece and not even paying attention to my notes here. But yeah, Mr. Chris Corbeau from Midtown Title, and then uh, we have David Owen from Orca Building Group and Aaron Kruger from the Aaron Kruger team. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, just, you know, homeowners renovating the seller to stay, and then we kind of got into... Chris's experience of, hey, do I want to go buy a property or do I want to stay here and renovate where we've been forever because we like the house and location? And they decided to stay where they're at. And I've gone through the same whole dilemma and trying to figure out stay or go. And we finally made a decision to go, but we're going to keep the house, renovate it, uh, turn it into a rental for investment purposes. But the whole process of going through this, just like Chris said, I mean, we help you people every day and we talk to dozens between us all every day that are telling us about all these unique situations and we do this week in and week out and we've been doing this for decades. And yet when it comes to our own situation, we still need help, you know, and I've, I've seeked out the counsel from everybody, you know, what am I looking at wrong? Am I missing something? Uh, should I be looking at this in a different way? And we don't even have all the answers. There's been things that Chris have, has brought to the table that I didn't see. There's things that David's brought to the table that I didn't see. And yet, I've been in the business for 15 years. And this is what I do every day is talking people through these situations. But sometimes you need to branch out. And, you know, it's natural for all of us to go to friends, family, and so forth to get information from. But the one thing I'm going to challenge everybody that's listening to this today or watching this online, don't go talking to your families and friends. And I don't say that with disrespect. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years. Chris, how long have you been in the title business? Too long. 25? Right. So. And if you're – and we won't get into these two all-stars over here because then we're going to start showing how much – I mean, well, heck, you, you've got tons of experience, David. You've got – 10 to 12, 15, 13 years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you add us all up, we're over 50 years. Easy. Well, there's something about when you're doing your own personal stuff that you just kind of get blinders on, I think. I don't don't know what it is. If I always say you kind of just get dumb when you work on your own stuff because you're so used to doing this and you just apply the knowledge that you know and the experience you know. But it's it becomes different when it becomes personal i think it, uh, when you're looking at stuff and dealing with stuff and and Aaron's probably on the forefront of that more than anything she's seeing these people right right out the gate absolutely and you just went through a new build and custom you, build yeah and you were frustrated i was you know and you know it's i want to get back to and i want to get your input on this comment about talking to friends and family i mean we all have to have a license to do what we do and if you as a consumer are getting the bulk of your advice from somebody that's not a licensed individual, that doesn't see the stuff on a daily basis, that hasn't seen all the situations that we've seen, and that's where you're getting your advice from, I wouldn't be doing that. And that's why I've seeked the professional advice from all my peers and in the business. What am I missing? Help me make sure I'm running these numbers right. Would you do this differently? Because the way we look at it as a big picture from a financial investment is going to typically going to be different from what your friends and family are going to tell you. And the classic example of this is, is everyone wants to ask, hey, what, what's your rate? What, what kind of rate do you have in your house? What's your payment? You can't compare rate and payment. You don't know 
what their credit is, what their financial situation is, how much they put down, what kind of loan they got. You don't know all that stuff. Hey, what's your house worth? Well, how's your house decorated? Not decorated, but how's it? What's the comps? I mean, how? what's the amenities in it? Is it truly an apple to apple comparison? So you're not looking at the right things. And that's my whole point of what I want to bring up and talk about this to you, everyone, is, is our time to consult you is free. If you're not taking the time to reach out to a David, to an Aaron, to a Chris, or to a Mike, to just get some additional information to see if the information you've been given from your family is accurate, then you're selling yourself short. And you're messing with the biggest investment that you're going to make out of your entire life. It's just getting all the data. I think that's the biggest thing is, I mean, anybody can go to Google and look online and say, oh, what are the rates doing or what's the housing market doing? But really, is that, I mean, you guys know even in Nashville, a street to street Mm -hmm. may be a difference in pricing, uh, you know, by several thousand dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars and and building a house. You know, what do you want in your house? I don't know. I just want a new house. It's a very personal decision. And not everybody has the wherewithal to go through a renovation Mm-mm. and sometimes they want something that they can just buy that's almost ready about yeah. a month out and everything's picked out by a designer and that may work out perfectly for them. Yeah. So it's it's really a personal decision. Yeah, I mean it's well, when you're building too and, and, and this is the important part, not building but renovating, it's making sure you're not over renovating. Absolutely. No, there have been many point. times where yeah. clients have said, well, I'm going to do this kind of appliance. And I said, why? You will never get your money back out for that. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that you can do to over-improve your home that unless you're going to be there 10, 15 years right. and enjoy it, right. then go for it. Right. Otherwise, do not do it. If you're going to call me within the next three to five years and you want to sell, you will not get see that yeah. Yeah, return back. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that was one thing I was struggling with because we were going to make, we were going to be the model home in our street, in our neighborhood. And Aaron, I want you to speak to this. Is why wh- The model home is good for you and your personal experience to enjoy and to get time out of and so forth. But from a resale value, why do you not really want that model home? Well, it's it's the old saying, you want to buy the smaller home in the subdivision. You know, the, you can have all the other bigger homes around you. Mm-hmm. If you're the smaller home... Um, you're going to increase in value at a faster rate. Um, So because more people will be able to afford that smaller home. Yep. uh, And so that will be able to drive prices up and you will always be able to sell. So that's that's something to kind of think about, you know, long term. Well, you're getting benefit of those of those higher prices. Absolutely. Yeah. I was about to say that. And the finish level as well. Yeah. So that that those higher priced homes are bringing your value up at that higher rate. But if you if you've got the highest price home, What's bringing your value up? Man, that's one thing I learned when yeah. when we uh, renovated was the finishes. I mean, anybody can build rooms, okay? Uh, but what you put in those rooms, <laughs> it makes a tremendous difference in price point at that point in time. And I kind of got a culture shock. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. It costs what? Yeah. We're going down. So uh, <laughs> we're not going to spend that. But that's, I mean, that's all those factors go in when you're looking at stuff. The finishes, not, mm-hmm. not, not just the size of the house itself, but what all goes in. In that size. Absolutely. I had a client who was spending over $28,000 in their master bathroom just on marble. What? And oh, yeah. I mean, because that's right now, that's a trend. And, you know, it was one of those discussions about unless you really want marble, 
I wouldn't go to that expense. Right. And so what we did was we kind of tweaked some things here and there with the floor. Okay. Um, and then it saved them on a marble look-alike. Right. So it gives them the same look, but saved them thousands. It's also, if you're going to renovate, renovate smart. Get on mm-hmm. Pinterest. Yeah. You know, see some examples of look-alike type finishes. Yeah. And they also have the durability. I don't know about you, but marble's not um, really that durable. It's right. super porous and stains easily. It's high maintenance. So while it's very beautiful and on trend, it maybe <laughs> will be a pain to clean and keep up later. The pros and the cons. Absolutely. And, and you know, just this conversation right here is what I wanted to really get going so all the listeners can understand, or if you're watching, here, here there's got, a lot that goes into it. Yeah, and you've got Chris who just went through this. Aaron, you just went through this. David, you do this every day, yes. so you see it more than we do. And then I'm limited. So I mean, with all of our experience in this room, and it frustrates us, dude. You guys are going to blow a gasket. <laughs> I mean, you just are. And it, it's it's setting that expectation up front. And we talked about this on a previous show. Is just you know what what's your expectation of what your house is really worth. And this kind of ties into that, but it's just all about the expectation and where you're getting your professional advice. So if somebody was thinking about renovating, what would they do? I mean, what would their first step to be? Would they call a realtor out to see? Or, I mean, what, what in everybody's opinion, what should somebody do that was in that situation? Well, let's save that to the back uh, other side of this break real quick, but we'll pick that up because I think that's an excellent, excellent topic to, to jump into. We've got to jump out to this break, but uh, we'll be right back. You've been listening to the Money Man and Mike show here on 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we're talking all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, and in studio we have Chris Corvo from Midtown Title, Aaron Kruger from the Aaron Kruger team, and Mr. David Owen from Orca Building Group. And before the break, we were talking about just the frustration of home ownership, the frustration of... Um, Decide, renovating. renovating, deciding to buy, deciding to build. I mean, we were all over the place, but it was it was really, really good stuff. So if you missed it, check us out online at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. But one of the questions that were that was brought up at the end by Chris, um, we're going to get into that in a second, about what should be your first move, your first step. What's, what do you do first about, you know, if you're going to renovate or buy? But before we get into that, one thing that Aaron brought up during the break was – Location, location, location. And I can speak to that personally because I was looking at a piece of land that I could buy for, let's just say, 100000 versus another piece of land I could buy for 400000 And even though I didn't want to spend the extra 300000 the return on my investment is three times, three times the amount of money. So you've got to you, – you, we as – Consumers and the way our parents have taught us and their parents taught them is it's all about, all right, saving and having the least monthly mortgage payment you can have and, you know, don't have a mortgage, pay it off. And if you're going to go out there and add an extra two, three, four hundred thousand, whatever your case may be, you're thinking, oh, my God, it's going to take me how much longer to pay this thing off? And you can't think about that. You need to go go read a book by uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Check that book out because your real estate 
is an investment. That investment is also a retirement plan for you. So there's a lot of things you can do about it. And changing your mindset or, or taking your blinders off about location, location, location may make the difference in your family's financial um, long-term well-being. Well, not only that, it's quality of life. That too. A lot of people don't want to be stuck in a car for an extra hour. Yeah. You know, they say down the interstate, you keep driving until you can find something more affordable. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, if you can't afford the three or four hundred thousand dollar piece of land, Mm -hmm. you know, the quality of life of being fifteen minutes from work might be better for you. Right. But again, that hundred thousand dollar piece of land may be better and may be where you presently are. Right. And you will work up to the other piece of land later. Yeah, again, it's, it's it's stuff like this to where we've talked about these situations with so many different people and we've come, about, come at them at so many different angles. There's not going to be too many things that you guys can throw at us that we don't know or we haven't seen or we can't call Chris or we can't call Aaron. We can't call David or Andrew or anybody else and say, hey, have you seen this? Have you talked about this? What's your thoughts on this? And get you a different perspective on something. And if you're talking to people that are giving you polar opposite – Opinions, then you need to keep on talking to more people because you haven't found that common ground to where everybody is getting a consensus of this is a smart financial decision. Well, I think the first thing out the gate is somebody what Aaron would do is sit down and kind of figure that out with you. Yeah. I mean, if you called your if you called an agent, maybe you're not a hundred percent sure what what that looks like. That's what the consultation's about is and, and and because of her knowledge, she's able to decipher kind of what your needs and wants are and can can provide some guidance on, hey, maybe this is a great time to do it, or maybe this is maybe you need to wait a few more months to do this or whatever. But it's just that starting point of and letting the expert help you unravel what the end goal is. And that well, phone call to you, Aaron, I love it. I love getting that phone call because when I sell them their home, I want to be their real for life. I want them to call me when they're going to make another financial decision when it comes to their home. Because ultimately, when they are ready to sell, I will be the one to sell it for them. So I want to make sure that they knock it out of the park and they do the correct finish level if it's a five-year plan. If it's a 20-year plan, then let's talk about it. Let's keep something that's that's going to, because you want to renovate every, you know, 10, 15 years anyways to stay on point right. and get your money back. So you also want to make sure, do I do subway tile? Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty classic. Right. If you look through 50s all the way to today, you still see you it see in bathrooms, it. right? So that's something that you may not have to change out um, you know, down the road. And so some that's people important. are looking for that. Specifically Absolutely. looking for that antique look. Absolutely. And see, did anybody pay anybody for that advice right there? Nobody. And the right. phone call to you costs nothing. <laughs> well, I think right. some people think if they call the realtor or their builder right out the gate, it, they've got to, they're no. going to be pressured into doing something right there. Then what they don't realize right. is that these relationships are long-term relationships. And most people, when they make that first phone call, aren't necessarily really ready to buy or sell that exact second. They're calling to get information. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't hesitate to call Aaron or David if you're just kind of thinking about it. I mean, you might as well get the facts now, then try to figure out what you're going to do. Don't think that they're going to browbeat you. Right. Knowledge is power. You need to get gather all the information and make a decision, you know, with your family and say, are we going to renovate? Are we going to move? What are we going to do? And what does the financial outlook look like? I mean, Mm -hmm. how much equity am I going to get from this house? Right. And can I afford the next one? That's right. (laughs) So, I mean, all that parlays into the situation. Absolutely. So, anyways. So, if you're talking to somebody or you, you... you enter into a conversation in the road with somebody that is pressuring you into these conversations or they're wanting you to sign now or they want you to do something now and they're not wanting to consult with you or charge you fees and all other stuff, chances are you're probably talking to the wrong people. 
because the true professionals, that's what we do. And we understand it's a long-term relationship. It's not something, boom, strike me a check for today and I'll see you next week kind of thing. It doesn't work like that in our business. We, we want to have you as a, as a client for life, your family for life. I mean, it's, it's a long-term relationship, and that's how we all get, make our business or make our living is referrals and the way we take care of our people and paying it forward. You need to work with people that you know, like, and trust. Yes, yes. for sure, for sure. Moving on to renters. 75% of renters have been misinformed. 75%. Think about that. 75% of renters have been misinformed. And you guys might be thinking, what in the world is Mike talking about over there? Now, let's get into some typical pros and cons that most people hear about out there. And you typically hear in the media outlets. Renting is cheaper than home ownership. Let me say that again. People are saying that renting is cheaper than home ownership. I've got a stare over here and deer in a head like and just an abdomen no of the shaking of the head left and right, left and right. You need to go out on Money Man Mike, check it out, and see who it is. <laughs> but I think it goes back to location, location, location. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Depends on where you're renting, I guess. But, right. uh, so let's just look at some of the basic stuff. You know, rental deposit is generally, you know, on a place is going to be equal to one or two months' rent, right? And one or two months rent versus a down payment of, let's say, 3%. Even though we can do mortgages with zero down, let's just factor in a 3% down payment versus a rental deposit of one or two months rent. And then with when you're renting, you have zero maintenance, typically. Whereas when you're owning, you're responsible for all the maintenance. So when you hear these crazy, outrageous statements that renting is cheaper than home ownership – they're typically looking at it over a three, four, five, six, maybe a 10-year window on just a pure cash flow basis. And if you want to look at this from just a pure cash flow basis, then yes, renting is cheaper. However, I've ran some numbers, and we're going to put these out online and look for this little chart out here online for you guys that are watching the video. Did a, a, some comparisons at a $228,000 purchase price. And then I used the last median known price in Davidson County, which seems to change every hour. Hmm. Uh, 328 is what you use. That's what I have. You said 228, but 328. No, I have a 228 and I have a 328. You guys don't have the 228. I kept that one just for me. So at 228, $228,000 purchase price, 3% down. What is a safe appreciation rate to use in Davidson County? Some areas are still seeing double digit appreciation rates. I don't know that you're factoring that. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna say between five and ten percent. Okay, Aaron. I would say to be conservative, which I always like to be more conservative, four to five percent. Okay. David? I'm right in the middle. All right. Yeah. All right. So on this one that I ran at two hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars with a three percent appreciation rate. So all the experts in here. We're going five, six, seven, or higher. Double. I think digits. I said four. You said four. Well, that's true. She you did, did say four. You did. You're still higher, though. You're still higher, I, but you I said was. conservative. But three percent at the end of nine years, and we use nine years because that's now the norm for the amount of time people stay in a home. Okay. Forty-nine thousand dollars to the good, 
even after you sold that home, take into account cash flow difference from renting versus buying the whole nine yards. You're saying no, that you don't want an additional $50,000 in net wealth by renting. Well, anybody who listens to our show knows I preach uh, every time that whether you're renting or buying, you are making a house payment. Absolutely. Somebody's house payment. You are, yeah, whether you're making your own or somebody <laughs> else's, okay? So, you know, and, and home ownership's not for everybody, okay? No. Uh, but I know we want to hop back into this, but uh, you might as well take the benefit of that gain and not give it to your landlord. If, if I mean, I, yeah. I, I would rather have the money. Heck yeah. We got to jump out this break, like Chris said, but come back. We're going to talk about the average price of three hundred twenty-eight thousand, and the number is going to blow your mind. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio ninety-eight point three and fifteen ten WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio ninety-eight point three and fifteen ten WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I am your host, Michael Thayer, and we have Mr. Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. And David Owen from Orca Building Group and Miss Aaron Kruger from the Aaron Kruger team. And man, we should have not even gone to break <laughs> because our conversation during the break was outstanding. We're going to try to duplicate that real quick and we're going to come back to the whole renting conversation at 328000 But let's get back to location, location, location. And Chris, you were talking about one of the people in your office who lives in East Nashville as a whole whopping... No, the nations. Oh, the nations. Oh, well, that's he did. West Side. He yeah. did. West Side? Yes. <laughs> and and he's complaining about what? Well, he moved to Charlotte Park recently, which is just like kind of past Whitebridge Road from where he lived. And he was like, oh, man, it's a whole mile and a quarter further to the office. Yeah, you're kidding me. Man, the traffic's so terrible. Take and, an Uber. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I was kind of looked at him on bird scooters, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm anxious to see people on those things in the wintertime by the way. But, Dude. Uh, Good people watching. Do you want to talk about people watching? <laughs> Dude, I think we still have a picture of this. We were out the other night, three three guys <laughs> in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle full costumes, helmet all the way down, came in on those, what they, the lime or the green scooters, whatever they are, yeah. the green scooters. Well, at least they were... You know, practicing safe scooter riding with the helmets on. Well, they, well, I don't know if that qualifies as a helmet, but what's the rules on those things as far as drinking, helmet? Yeah, and- so you're supposed to, like when you feel, do go on the app, you have to agree to certain things, and one of them is you have to wear a helmet. I don't carry a scooter helmet with no, me anywhere, so I broke rule number one the first time I did that. Uh, the second rule is you're supposed to obey all the traffic laws. I got on the sidewalk, so I'm sorry, Metro Policeman. <laughs> Uh, for that. So, uh, and then you're not supposed to partake in alcohol, which I want to advocate for that. But there's like 10 things you have to agree to before you get on them. And I guarantee most people probably break those. They park right out the these gates. scooters at every one of the bars in Nashville. Yeah, see, that's, that's one of the things when I first read about these online, they're supposed to be like places where you park them, like specified places. But I'm like you, I just see them all over town just sporadically, you know, it's yeah, weird. I get the thing, I get the point of, hey, you're not supposed to drink while you drive these things. I mean, they'll literally write you a DUI for that. Huh. But yet, they put them in all these bars. I mean, I've seen a scooter run into a car. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have a friend who's an ER doctor, and she said that y'all every day, <laughs> yeah, man, every day, people are in there with their arms in the wrong directions or their legs in the wrong directions, you know, where they've had mishaps or cars have hit them, and Ugh. and uh, so I'm surprised somebody's not died yet from them. But you know, good business model. I, oh, think I love they're, the concept. I yes. think they're, um, they're taking, trying to beat the traffic. Yeah, the scooters, they right? Bypass the sitting cars. It's got to be bat- faster than the traffic sometimes. Sometimes man, yeah. they are a lot of fun. I, if you haven't rode one, I'm telling you, download the 
app. You know, they're right go outside of my one. building do in the it. Gulch. I need to do it. Do it. They are. I mean, you get going, and first of all, they're really fast. But um, but I know. How fast are they? Uh, I, <laughs> you can probably break the speed limit in some areas. But uh, Hey, Chris, how long does a battery last? You know, I don't know, but you do have to be careful when you get them that the batteries are dead, especially on the weekend. If you see them sitting around, yeah. the batteries are typically Can I dead. drive one from downtown to Hendersonville? No, I'm not going to suggest that. <laughs> you may be calling for a ride. Uh, okay. Uh, what to find your location, location, location. location. Yes. How about coordination? Like, I've been wanting to ride them, but I'm it's pretty good. My wife can do it. She's very uncoordinated. Love her to death. But do we need to edit that out? No, she's a, she knows it. Okay. So, uh, but <laughs> when we leave here, we're going to go find some birds. Heck yeah, we are, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do the show remotely on bird scooters yeah. one day. Dude, we might end up in the emergency room then. Bird's probably loving this. That'd be an saying their name. Oh, so, yeah, it uh, would yes. be. It would be. But you know what? We laugh, but I mean, I have friends that live downtown. I do not. I live in Hendersonville, but my friends who do live downtown or people I work with, they use them all I the would time. Too. I would. But that goes into what we were talking about, about people living closer yeah. in mm-hmm. the town or whatever. That's the stuff people want to do and yeah. use. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's get back to this whole Rennie thing. Uh, we did the comparison of the two hundred twenty-eight thousand. Let's go to three hundred twenty-eight. The mm. median price in Davidson County at the minute ago mark, whatever. So we've talked about when you hear these things on the news or the radio, or whatever, and people are saying Rennie's more economical than buying a home. You gotta you gotta take that with a grain of salt to understand what they're quoting, what they're saying, and they're just looking at pure cash flow. And if you look at it on this three hundred twenty-eight thousand dollar comparison. Cash flow difference is $50,000 better on an apartment over a nine-year period. That's absolutely true. They're not lying to you, but they're not giving you all the facts. What they're not telling you is the appreciation gain on that $328,000 property that you bought with only a 3% appreciation rate is going to gain you nearly $100,000 over that same nine-year period. So right there, you've already recouped that $50,000 cash flow loss now you've put 50 grand in your pocket so you're 50 to the good and what people never take into account it is the amortization gain and that is when you when you pay your mortgage every month let's say your mortgage is a thousand bucks a thousand bucks is going to your mortgage company but in reality let's say 700 is going to your mortgage company and you're putting 300 bucks back in your pocket because you're paying down your mortgage you're for, that's forced savings. You're building up your own little nest egg by just paying your mortgage every month. When you're paying your landlord's mortgage every month, you get nothing in return. And you have the option of just writing one check a year yeah. towards principal yeah. that can bring down everything. everything. Oh, man, it's incredible. Yeah. So your amortization gain from paying just your regular monthly mortgage payment is an additional $52,007. Well, also, how many people's rent stays the same it year doesn't. after year? It oh, doesn't. no, they're pushing it year yeah. after year. I mean, I think, I believe Nashville, I don't have the stats here, had one of the highest rental rate increases in the nation on an annualized basis yeah. here. And so if you just want to play the guessing game of what your landlord's going to ratchet up the rent to, or worse yet, the, the seller, the owner of the property decides to sell it. Mm-hmm. And then you have. And then you're booted. And then you're booted at that point in time. But when you buy a house, you can fix your income. I mean, it may change some with taxes and insurance, but for the most part, your payment stays the same. Yeah. And so as house prices increase, your payment still stays at yeah. the rate it was when you bought it that day. And we work with a lot of first time home buyers, yeah. you know, with my team. And 
you know, we talk to them about the maintenance. Mm-hmm. What are they willing to take on? Because when you have a landlord, they're the person you call when something breaks. Right. So there's a lot of other options that people don't think about. You can go into a condo or a townhouse where there's an HOA where a lot of the exterior maintenance is covered. Excellent point. And that can, and we could put you know a home warranty on that as well to cover you for the first year on if the garbage disposal breaks or the dishwasher breaks, you have somebody to call. Yeah. Um, and kind of ease you into home ownership. So there are options that are out there and available. Very true. Very true. That's an excellent, excellent point. You know, I, I did some more numbers here. Um, everyone, you know, when we talk to people, the first thing they, what's the rates? You know? <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. So you've been listening to all this news stuff for the last two or three years. You've been sitting on the fence, haven't decided to do nothing. Now all of a sudden rates are going up and you want that 4% rate. And then you're going to bellyache about, oh man, my friend got the 4%. And you're quoting me, let's just say 5%, just for conversation's sake. Why? Well, the market changes. Does your house price stay the same? Does the gas price stay the same every day? Not, nothing stays the same every day. So rates are constantly going up and in a state of flux. And the days of getting those lower 3.5s, 4%, four and a quarters, unless you're willing to pay some serious discount points, forget about it. It's not happening. But the point of this is, is cost of waiting. The longer you wait, the more expensive that house is going to get, the more the, the higher the rates are going to go, and it's going to cost you that much more, which erodes and eats into your buying power. But for everyone that wants to complain about what's the price difference between an eighth or a quarter and a rate, I ran this one comparison. The difference in your payment on a $328,000 house from 5% to 5 and a quarter. And I'm using higher numbers because I want to drive home this point with my next point that I'm going to bring up. to five and a quarter, so a quarter percent difference in rate. It's a $50 payment difference on a $328,000 house. I guarantee you, people listening to this show, waste more than $50 a month on Starbucks, fast food, and everything else. So you're at least investing into your own retirement here instead of paying a landlord and not getting anything out of it. But I want to drive this point over even further. I'm using a 6% rate in this next comparison. 6% with a baseline of 4%, so a 2% increase in rate. And I'm purposely not lowballing in these numbers because I want to show a worst-case scenario so you guys really, really see and understand this. When you look at that whole forced savings, that amortization, where you're paying your your current landlord and you're getting nothing in return for that $1,000 or $2,000, whatever you're paying them every month, you're getting nothing. You pay a mortgage, you can go out and Google this amortization schedule, or go look at this up online at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at moneymanmikeradio, and do a month-by-month-by-month calculation of how much your payment is going towards interest versus principal, and that's the four savings that I'm referring to as the principal payments. On this particular loan, $328,000, 6% extreme projection rate here, just to be extreme, your very first payment is $1,967 before taxes and insurance, and you're getting $327 of that first payment towards principal. So you just moved $327 into your savings account. You really only paid $1,640 towards interest, but you you put $327 into your savings account. The next month, you put $328. Next month, $330. And through the first 12 months, you're putting $4,028 into your savings account by being a homeowner. 
Okay. Second year, you're putting another 4276. So a cumulative total of 8304. By the end of the third year, $12,844 just by paying your mortgage payment. And this is at a 6% rate. You're going to all get a lower than 6% rate. So this is extreme. The numbers are going to be even better. But then you turn around and put the amortization into it as well. And that same $328,000 house, a 3% appreciation rate at the end of three years is a $30,000 gain. Add it to your principal savings, $43,000. So it doesn't matter how we want to run these numbers. If you're renting and continue to pay your landlord and pay their mortgage, you're walking away from forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, potentially hundred thousand dollars in just a short period of three, four years. So you're saying when I move out of my rental, I can't ask the landlord for forty-two thousand dollars? Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or when, the, <laughs> or when the kids need to go to college and you don't have the money set aside, the landlord's not going to give it to you. He's not going to refi. No. No. But you can go tap an equity line of credit on your house and pay for college. Pay for medical. You can pay all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of creative things you can do It's a great investment. It is. It is an outstanding investment. But unfortunately, we're out of time. But we'll pick this up uh, next week and talk about several more things about forced savings, the taking the fear out of the mortgage process, and a whole lot more. Been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WAC. Check us out online at Money Man Mike and MoneyManMike.net and at Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. You guys have a great day. We're out.